Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another packed edition of the Quick Index podcast. I'm Amit Kohli and I'm joined today by Stella Cast to review the test series between South Africa and England. On the panel today we have Dan Kennett and from South Africa, Dave Dias and Donovan Stoop. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, Amit. Hi, Amit. Evening, Amit. Evening, uh, Dan. Let's come to you first. How on earth can England uh, do anything to take on the world's best in their own backyard? Uh, with the composition of this England team looking dodgy, uh, doubts over the top order. Uh, the only thing that's probably sorted is that Broad and Anderson are going to open the uh, open bowling, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think um, I think there was a piece of good news right before the two pieces of really good news right before the tour. Um, Stephen Finn is fit, uh, which I think is really good, and uh, Ben Stokes is. Um, is available back again, and and I think uh, I think that's huge because I think there's already a case to be made that Stokes is the best six or best all rounder in in in, in world cricket. Um, maybe a bit contentious at this time, but he, he, he's he's you know what my my if anybody who's listened to this show knows my my thoughts on Stokes and you know he's, he's got so much talent. Um, so the good news is is the bowling looks really good, and the bowling looks really strong. Um, and I think all the four bowlers, those four bowlers, will all thrive in South African conditions. Um, but yeah, I think that's where the good news ends, to be honest. <laughs> I think is, 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 Finn, is Finn confirmed then for the first test, or does he still have to prove fitness? I, I, I don't know. He didn't play in this warm-up game, did he? Um, he's had, he's had, his two, two, he's had two, uh, two T20s in the UAE, I think, and uh, he's come through that well. So that it, you know, it's only eight overs, technically. Um, yeah, well... With a bit of luck, he'll um, come in for the second warm-up. There's another three-day game, isn't there, starting tomorrow? Yeah, I think the, the South Africa A, I think, yeah. So, uh, if... Well, at least it won't be school kids this time. It may, it may actually be some proper opponents. <laughs> it will. It will indeed. So, um, so, Dan, what do you make of the... Uh, let's just go straight to the Ian Bell thing. We've got to quickly discuss that. He's uh, a mission out of the team. Is that a mistake or is it, is it inevitable because of the poor uniform? Um, well, 
I mean, we had to, on the, the, me, you, and Dan last time. It was, we, it, 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 it was basically a coin flip, really. And when you got to that stage with somebody, you can't really argue either way. Um, you could have said if they picked him, he, they'd gone for the experience because at least he's actually scored some runs in South Africa. But you, there, there was no way on the last two years uh, form that he, he, he justified a place in the team any longer. Um, the problem is, is we're basically going to be going in with a, a rookie. Um, we're going to be going in with a rookie at three, um, well, a relative rookie. Um, and we've, we've got Taylor, obviously very talented, but still raw in test terms, inexperienced. We're going to have a rookie at the top of the order, opening with their cook. So you, you're looking at three members of the top five, all with played less than five tests, potentially. Um, How do you see it going with the top order, with the whole Hales-Compton balance reshuffle? Are they going to open with Hales and Compton at three? Are they going to open with Compton and balance at three? How do you see it? Um, I, I don't think Tails is a test player. Um, personally, we'd probably be better off going in the long run with um, Compton and Cook, and then and, and Balance at three because at least Balance has scored some runs. But I, I don't think Balance. I think I think if Balance played at three, I think he'd get roughed up. Um, I think he, he, you know, Mitchell Johnson. Um, uh, in the Ashes in England, 2013, even Johnson wasn't much of a factor. Um, but he still gave uh, balance uh, um, uh, a bit of a working over. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't think Hales is a test player, and I think by the end of the series, um, I think he'll be out of the team. That's just a real terrible thing to say. But I mean, he's a he's a great player in the, in the white ball game. But yeah, um, I, I just don't see where the runs are coming from myself. Uh, Amit, I'm afraid. And then we've got the dodgy middle order. Uh, as the dodgy top order followed by the dodgy middle dodgy, order. Well, uh, well, you've got Cook who's solid and then Root who's solid. So as long as yeah. those two do okay, then England will score something. And then uh, yeah, and Taylor's up. Taylor's, Taylor's, Taylor's really talented player, done well in the warm-up, even though it was against whoever. Um, but then we've got the the you know the uh, the foundation there, the rock-solid Bearstone Alley against the short ball. Well, you've got you've got. <laughs> First, you've got you've got six. You've got you've got Stokesy, and Stokesy scored a hundred at Perth, didn't he? Um, yeah. And he, he liked to go on the attack. And Stokes is one of those players against against even the quickest bowling. If you know, he can he can hit he can hit a ball. He's got a brilliant eye. And he you know even with Stainer Morkel, you can t- you can see him going on the attack. If he can do it against Johnson at Perth, he can do it against anybody. Yeah, he can and, accelerate the run rate if if the yeah, top order do well or, or, or counter attack. That, but but you know, it's pretty much going to be like a hundred or ten or something like that, you know, with him, you know. And um, but but then you've got Best, who was almost he's, he's, he looks like he's he, um, he's going to have the written for for the foreseeable future at seven. Um, no 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 proven history against the short ball in Test cricket. Um, and you've got Moeen Ali, um, who would probably be a walking wicket at number eight. Um, okay, you can say you're number eight. You don't really want to have him scoring any runs anyway, but. Um, I guess I don't, I don't, you know, if the top five don't do it, um, and Stokes might come off, um, and then I don't see how anybody below number six is getting any runs in the series. You know, you could go from 200 for five to 250 all out very often. I think, I think, we'll, I think that's going to be a pattern of the series. So what looks, what well, looks like a strong um, tail in English conditions is is quite a long tail in South African conditions. You believe? Well, I think Broad will come out wearing so much padding that he won't actually be able to swing. <laughs> he won't actually be able to swing the bat because he'll be that restricted from the amount of padding. He'll come out looking like the Michelin Man, I think. <laughs> let, let me just bring Dave in from uh, South Africa. So, Dave, uh, South Africans will be familiar, uh, happy to be on familiar ground after the shambles of India. 
Jeez, I, I think they are dying to get back on familiar ground. They never want to see a turning wicket in their lives again. So, yeah, I think they probably feel they've got something to prove coming back to South Africa um, and just get back to what they do best. I think in the in the last pod, um, Donovan actually spoke about it, saying how, you know, it, it is upsetting that we played so badly in, in, in India and weren't really well prepared, in, my, in our opinion. And they'll just be all too happy to get back to the seeming conditions and the kind of conditions that suit them. Um, uh, Don, uh, let's bring you in. What do you feel about the the composition of the team? You know, so they've they've uh, Bavuma, who was your call from the last uh, podcast as well. He's he's in. Um, Tahir, no no harmer, so we're not going to see much spin. Verlander's injured. Uh, Stain's coming back from an injury. How do you how do you see it? Is the team well prepared? Are they well rested? Uh, yeah, when we spoke. Yeah, the last time when the boys were in India, and I said that it was a good thing that Bavuma should come in, uh, uh, yeah, and that Davilia should should keep wicket. Uh, they've gone that way now again, but I don't think it's the right call. Um, I really think that they should have De Kock in the side now. We made mention of the fact that De Kock wouldn't have been great on the spinning wicket in India, but in South Africa, De Kock will will um, will fire. Um, so the excuse of now bringing in Davidias to keep so that we have an extra batsman now doesn't hold water for me um, because the cock is as good as Bavuma um, or maybe even better as a number seven so coming in and being a bit more attacking. So yeah, I'm not, not really happy about that. I'm not, not upset that Bavuma is in the side because he will bat at seven, but we could have we could have left out Dumini who, who hasn't been great. We could have left out Fuss, who, who's been horrible. Um, or we could have left that Fancel and moved Bavuma right up the order. So, I mean, I'm not really happy with the side. Knew that Tahir wouldn't play. Um, strange that they've picked Peter ahead of Harmer, but uh, he's not going to play anywhere. They'll play four quicks. Um, so who are they going to play the then? Who are they going to play then, Don? Because um, Philander's injured. So they go with Morkel, uh, Stain, and Abbott, and Rabada. Yeah, they'll play. They'll, they'll, they'll go with all of them. Yeah, they'll go with all of them in Durban. Um, it's it's going to be a seam, a, a seeming and swinging wicket. So they'll go with all four quicks in Durban, um, with Dumini and Elgar to play the role of holding spinner. Um, and then if that is successful, then don't see that changing throughout the entire series. Yeah, I agree. The the the, the selection for me that's a bit strange uh, is Riley Rousseau. Like he he hasn't really been in the test squad at all. Um, he is just another batsman who, funnily enough, is not that um, different to Quinton de Kock. Also left-handed. He's very very much an attacking batsman. Um, goes hard at the ball. So for me, again, I, it, it makes no sense not to have De Kock if you've gone for a batsman that's arguably quite similar and De Kock could keep wicket. You know, I'd li- I would have liked to have seen De Kock in for a year or so myself. The, the other selections, are, I understand them. Dumini's got experience, Duplessis. Okay, he was terrible in India, but, you know, his record isn't, isn't bad at all. I think in South Africa he can he's he's got to make he's got to make up for what happened in India he's got a bit of work to do um, and yeah as Don said the the bowlers pick themselves there we're definitely going to go with with the four quicks there's absolutely no doubt in my mind 
Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm probably as worried as you know Dan was talking about how up front, you know, you, England have got one or two great batsmen, and then the rest of it kind of looks a bit dodgy. Um, the South African side, apart from De Villiers and Amla, really, all those batsmen have something to prove, in my opinion. They, there's a lot of guys in that team who, who don't have a lot of experience, and the ones that do are really not on great form. So I, I honestly believe that if you think the English batting lineup could be vulnerable, so is a South African one. So the, the strong English seamers, you know, if they, if they can pick up Amla and De Villiers cheaply or just one of them cheaply, you, you know what, uh, they could roll us up for, for under 350s, in my opinion. I agree. Dan, what do you make of that? Um, the, you know, the, the Cook and Root versus Amla and AB, it looks like, and everybody else is making up the numbers. Yeah, um, but on that basis, you, you definitely fancy um, uh, you know, Amler and AB because they, they've got huge records behind them in South Africa. Cook's average in South Africa record in South Africa is okay. It's not brilliant. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not as good as he is in Asia, where he's just you know one of the best of all time. Um, Root. The only thing left on Root's CV to prove is ability against extreme pace, the ex- total express pace. Because remember. In the Ashes uh, last time down under, he was dropped by the end of the series, wasn't he, in Sydney? Um, because he 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 struggled against uh, Johnson and and obviously yeah. the thing the one who actually cleaned up more was um, oh the, the really good one who partnered Johnson at top opening the bowling who got the horrendous knee injury. Um, Harris, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Harris, you know, nicking, he had him nicking off and stuff a lot. But I think it was just because he was roughed up by by Johnson and softened him up completely. So I think Root has that to prove. Um, but obviously, he's such a talented player. You'd like to think that he could come through that. But um, yeah, um, one, the one that I'm most looking forward to seeing is, is Taylor because he, he, it'll be really interesting to see how a guy that small does against these these big these big boys um, and, and the way they're banging in. Because he, he, he's five foot nothing, isn't he? You know, he's, <laughs> it's it's, um, it's it's really going to be fascinating that. It's going, to be pretty, it's going to be pretty easy to bounce him, but there's not much of a target you know, at the same time. Dan, some of the great Indian batsmen who have been good against pace, like Gavaskar, have, been, have no height on them. <laughs> hmm. Easier to duck. Yeah, easier to duck. Well, yeah, well yeah, look, yeah. it'll be easy for him facing Morkley. He'll just be on the back foot no matter where it bounces. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the good thing is Root is, 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 is unbelievable off the back foot. He's, he's, that's, his, that's his strength, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and, and obviously Cook is a very, very good um, puller uh, and, and cutter. Yeah, the, the problem with Cook is that is the swinging ball and, you know, nicking off. Um, and obviously, I think Stain's had him before in that way quite a few times. So, um, you know, Rabada, I, I haven't seen him. Um, he, is, he, is he potentially the quickest of the lot? And, and is, he a, is, he, is he pace or is he swing? I'd say, I'd say he's got a bit of both. Eh? He's, he's, he's quite quick. Don, would you say he swings it quite a lot? No, I wouldn't say he swings it that much. More I pace. Think he's, eh? Yeah, more pace, nice bounce. Um, to see him. Exactly, exactly. Hits the seam hard and just kind of rushes the batsman. Um, I would say... Is he 140, 145? Uh, not 140s. 140s, okay. He can probably push it to 145, yeah. Our quickest bowler would be Morkel if he's um, firing on the day. Um, mm. Yeah, just one mention. Stain is, Stain is only in the squad because he may pass a fitness test. He hasn't passed a fitness test yet, so 
we may have an issue there. Who would be the backup? If he... It's um, I think is it Delanga, Martin Delanga, that's going to be. Yes. Yeah, so he's been moved out the squad, but um, it, yeah, Stain's not fit. Yeah, then Delanga will come back in. And it's, it's a formality, Dan. It's a formality. I think it's this. It's a groin strain. They reckon it's ten days, but they, they are going to give him a last minute fitness test. To, to... test but. Yeah, to be honest, with uh, with if it's a four test series and it's relatively, if, if he's not quite ready, I can see him resting him for the first one with a view to playing two, three, and four maybe. But you know, Abbott's a decent player in South African conditions, isn't he? He's pretty, he can be pretty hostile as well, can't he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, in my opinion, great, great replacement for Philander because Philander is an express pace, but just perfect line and length, hits the seam, mm. moves it just enough to find the edges. And, and Abbott, he might be a bit quicker than Philander, but similar bowler, looks to, looks to bowl it in the channel and hit the seam, the slight variation. Uh, I actually think this is a huge series and a huge opportunity for Abbott. Is, is Abbott, the, Abbott bowls off the wrong foot, doesn't he, Dave? Alas, Sahail Tanvir, no. I think. No, no. No, is, no, no, he balls. No, no, not off the wrong foot. Okay. He, 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 he might look a little awkward, but um, he, he is off the right foot. Okay, he, he looks left, awkward. Left foot forward. <laughs> he does look a little awkward. <laughs> Who's going to open? Because with with uh, with Philander in the team, they used to open with Stain and Philander. So is who is it just going to be Stain and Morkel opening? No, I, I don't think, think so. Yeah. Sorry. Go for it, Dan. Go for it, Dan. In, in Durban, I think it'll be uh, Stain and Abbott. So, so Durban is, you know, it's Kyle Abbott's home ground. So, so he knows the conditions well. Um, I think he'll take the new ball there, Dave. Yeah, no, I, I, I was going to say, um, I think Abbott will open the bowling, I was going to say, with, with Stain. I think Rabada is too inexperienced to give him the new ball straight away. I think um, Cook will have a field day on him. <laughs> and um, Morkel, you know what, Morkel doesn't need a new ball. Um, in the right conditions, I mean, I, I love referring to this test match a couple of years ago against Australia at Newlands, actually, where, I mean, I don't know how he didn't get uh, Michael Clark out. But he bowled one of the best spells I've, I've ever seen. It was so vicious. You know, the balls were, were literally under, under the chin all day. How he didn't take, take more wickets in that game is beyond me. And I really, I'm really hoping to see more of that Morkel Fury this, this series. I, I think he's the closest bowler I've seen to Kirtley Ambrose since Ambrose retired. In terms of hostility and the ability to consistently get in, into a batsman's heart and his, in his throat, you know, He's, he's got that real nasty streak as well, hasn't he, to him, yeah. he loves hitting. He loves hitting the opposition if he, players, doesn't if, he? If he can find some form for a run of games, he'll be devastating, I think. I think he, he too often has a, a, a good game and then an off game and then a good game and then an off game. But when, when he really has that, that on game, if he can get a series where he just runs through a series on form, I think, I think we'll be talking as much about Morkel as we do about Stan. Yeah, I agree. It's more like what he has for lunch and when he comes back after you know, for his second and third <laughs> because yeah, he needs a good lunch he needs to get some tomato sauce on his jersey and then he's and then he's ready to go eh? <laughs> because I mean he he, he he can be a Jekyll and Hyde in the same end I mean he can be Norman nowhere yeah then 30 minutes later he can be rolling guys straight through guys so I mean he's a strong one but let's hope that he fires this season yeah I'm hoping for that <laughs> Uh, Don, I was going to bring you on there. You've got some interesting uh, figures and things or thoughts about the different grounds and how it's all going to play. Yeah, what I wanted to ask Don, Amit, was, yeah. you know, how does he think that the, you know, like the way the Aussies play the first test at the Gabba and then the third test at Perth and then the pretty much, you know, they got it wrapped up before they even get to Melbourne usually. Um, 
Do the South Africans plan the tours in that way? Is it are they front loading the really strong venues, and how, how does that work? No, I think they're front loading the holiday venues. So most of our <laughs> so cynical. <laughs> it's so our, true, though. <laughs> most of our inland guys, like from Gauteng, from Joburg, go to Durban and to Cape Town for holidays. So you'll see the two December Test matches are where all the holiday makers are. Um, so it's purely a money-making marketing thing. You're trying to get people into stadiums. Um, and it actually doesn't work out that well um, for how the series plays out for us. I mean, if we look um, in Durban, um, I've gone back to so 15, 15 years back yeah, for all the ground. In Durban, um, we've basically won as much Yes, we've lost. So we've won 46% of our games and lost 32% of our games. It's only 15% draws. Um, so it's it's really a lottery there. England won in Durban last time, didn't they, Tom? They did. No, sorry, they lost by... Cape Town. They got, they got smashed in Durban last time in 2009. Lost by an innings and 98 runs. Um, so that's not good. But if, if England win the toss and bowl and run through our top order, it makes the whole game a bit different. Because first day, that pitch is going to be what's affectionately known as the Green Mamba. I was so, going to say, the Green Mamba. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a spitting wicket, let me tell you, it can. <laughs> it's going to swing, it's going to seem, it's going to be rough for any batsman on on the first day. So whoever wins the toss there, unless... unless that you have changed the way that they prepare the pitch, you're going to have a ball. Sounds like uh, Jimmy Anderson territory to me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it does indeed. You know, Hales is going to be praying that Cook wins the toss and uh, <laughs> decides to bowl. Uh, that's a, that's a, a great phrase, the green number. I love that, I yeah. Love that. That's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So we've got Cape Town, Cape Town's the second test. Don, what's, uh, yeah. the, what's the thinking behind the Cape Town test? What's, what, how do you think that's going to play out? So all of these games, all of these games are going to go deep. I don't see that we're going to have many three-day games. I think they're all going to go to four and five-day games um, with kind of equally strong sides as I see it. They're going to be pretty competitive. Again, for Cape Town, we've got a ground where South Africa is a bit stronger there than they are in Durban. So they've won 60, 65% of their games there since the year 2000. Um, more draws there than losses. So you you can get really, really lively pitches for the first couple of days and then they kind of die out and then it's just kind of a war of attrition. Um, but I do think that there will be a result there in Cape Town as well. I definitely remember. I definitely remember Matthew Hoggard winning a test for England in uh, in Cape Town. He, he got something like eight for forty. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. In 2010, I think. Um, yeah. You beat South Africa by an innings and 74. I think that was Hoggard's career best performance. That was that one. That game. He's fantastic. Yeah, he was he was swinging the ball beautifully there. I remember that. Sorry, sorry. sorry I must make a correction there. I was looking at at the wrong stats there. Um, Cape Town. Uh, uh, England no I don't see a win for England there wasn't it oh, I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to check that one <laughs> carry on <laughs> um, maybe in 2005 was the last one but I mean that's a long time ago right? New, so, Newlands was also where South Africa bowled Australia out for 42 if you, well not the last series the series before <laughs> so I'd, I'd start to bring that up you know <laughs> yeah yeah you would wouldn't you you'd want to bring that up yeah. so so Cape Town's better better venue than um, 
than Durban. But do we? Is there a, what you would call a real fortress? You know, like where like England's were Edgbaston, you know, which is just we just unbelievable at Edgbaston and Birmingham. Yeah, South Africa shouldn't lose at Centurion. Um, we've we've played in the last fifteen years. We played fifteen games there, and we have won about. Yeah, we won 80% of the games, so we've um, lost one game there in 15 years, um, and it was to a Mitchell Johnson-inspired Australia where he just smashed us. Um, yeah, he was he was ferocious in that lot in that test. It was the last series, eh? He yeah. was vicious. So, so, so England don't really have a bowler of that nature that's going to run in and kind of bounce I, out and be really aggressive. I think Finn potentially he's he's a he's a few. He's a few clicks slower than um, than Johnson, but he's not too much slower. He, I mean, what do you reckon? I mean, Finn gets to ninety one, ninety two quite easily. I think Finn can do. I think it's it's uh, with the, with the pitches being of help. I think the rhythm will be there. So I think it's how quickly the England bowlers can get into the rhythm. Um, Anderson and Broad are more accurate, and yeah. Finn will be the one that will that will be more hostile. I think and. But, yeah, he, he's got potential for 145, hasn't he? And in, in, you know, in the rest, of the world, we don't want to talk MPH because the rest of the world talks KPH. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, Finn's Finn, the only one who can, he, 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 in the team, who can get to 145 plus. Yeah, but it's more about the attitude of the bowler, right? So Finn, Finn for me, he can get the pace up, but he's he, he's still a bit meek and mild. He doesn't have that kind of angry Johnson look to him when he runs up and bowls. He's too middle class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too nice. The good he's a gentleman. Nice. He's well, a the, thing, <laughs> the, the thing that might be in Finn's favour, though, is that um, in, the, in the way that the Pakistanis tried to just block Broad and Anderson completely. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because they targeted the bowlers. 
Um, Finn might be somebody that the South African batsmen look at, thinking they could actually get some runs off him because you know he can bowl, uh, you know, a bit erratic sometimes. But then that is sometimes how he gets his wickets. Um, somebody going for a uh, you know a cut and then it, it edges it to the slips instead, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think if uh, Finn is fit and Finn Broaden Anderson is as good attack as any visiting team can have, I think at the moment in world cricket. Uh, to South Africa and conditions are, are helpful, um, uh, and I, I agree with Dave in that. You know, uh, I take it Dean Elgar is going to open the batting. Is it going to be Van Zal or is it going to be Bavuma who opens? Uh, it'll be Van Sal. Van Sal. See, Van Sal and Dean Elgar doesn't put. You know, it's not like it used to be when it was uh, Graham Smith and uh, and Hashim Amla or Graham Smith and Alvaro Jack Callis. Yeah, great all time Jack Callis. You, know, you get somebody in and then it's Callis. You get Callis out and then uh, you Gary know, Kirsten. You know, you, you've got it's it's one after the other. Re, you know, great after great coming in. So I think um, I think the English bowlers will fancy themselves actually. Yeah, one, one thing I wanted to ask about uh, was that, that, that there's a few South African batters who I haven't seen enough of, and there's a few guys starting their careers. Do, do any of them? average over 50 in South African domestic cricket? Have they got in there by sheer weight of runs in domestic cricket, like the selectors can't ignore these guys? Or are they sort of, do they even look a bit mediocre by domestic standards? Yeah, so we don't generally dominate with the bat um, in South African conditions. So I think Fansale was picked on the back of his 2013-2014 season, where he was the highest run scorer for for our domestic season, but I don't think he averaged over 50. I think it was was mid-40s. Yeah, in South Africa, a guy who averages above 40 is is generally regarded as as, as a talent. Like it's, domestically? Yeah, domestically. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's very difficult to average much higher than that, and if a guy can get to 45 or 50, that's actually quite phenomenal. Okay, you're talking Callis then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Callis, De Villiers, Amla. I mean, Amla's average domestically was insane. Um, I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't remember it offhand, but it was it was about fifty. Yeah. Um, is, is it in England? If you, if you're not averaging fifty in domestic cricket uh, over a long period, then you really don't want to be in, in contention for the Test team. And I think that's how Taylor's got in really because he he has done that and he has got in through, you know. M- Consistent massive run scoring over a number of years, um, and, and I think he's in the team on. He's very much in the team on merit now, isn't he, Amit? Yes, uh, I think Taylor is. Um, you know, he's come through the Lions setup as well, and I think they've put a lot of uh, faith in, in Taylor, and he's proving his worth. I, he's a very talented batsman. I think he can accelerate when when needs to. I think he reads the game very well. The situation uh, can accelerate. He can. He can defend and you know block it up if that's what, you know get through the hostile bowling spell and uh, I my my money would be on Taylor proving himself this series as the, as this is the uh, in the same way that Root did a few years ago I think now it's the, this is the time now for you know Taylor to come in have a really good series and then it's like uh, people are thinking well Ian Bell who Ian Bell who kind of thing because then Taylor is in he's cemented himself mm. so I think I think it's time now for for these players to come and. And not not be selected because somebody's coming to the latter end of their career, and it's a natural thing. It should be more that they're taking the spot. You know, they're thinking um, this is this is their time. And I think Taylor's uh, Taylor's been on the side for a while now, really waiting for it. And this is this is their chance. Uh, same goes with players like Hales, who's been on the sideline for ages, not fancied. I understand 
that uh, I think even Moore's mentioned it before the, the former England manager. So, um, but if, if he's going to get an opportunity, he should, my personal feeling is that uh, they should never have dropped Compton because uh, I think Compton is. I think he's had 17 partnerships with is the uh, Alistair Cook's Test opening partnerships. He's had a number of them, and I think he yeah. averages the best. Uh, he averages 57 with 17 innings together uh, with Alistair Cook. Solid, which is, isn't it? Which is, and the next best. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even considering the Moen Ali one, which is the next best. Let's just that's because that's an anomaly. The next is Sam Robson, 11 innings together, and they average 32.29. And then yeah. you know, then after that, it's Adam Live. Uh, 30.90 and you know similar amount of games played together so so you know I don't know if that is because well, like a grafter like he, he is he, he, not, neither of them are flair players they're both they're both based on defensive technique and more an accumulation and the only the only problem that you say with with Compton is is again I haven't really seen him play the express pace um but he's definitely got the temperament, I think, for Test cricket. How much of his career was in England, and how much of it? Because he's South African-born. Did he have a career in South Africa before he came, or was it all his developments been in England? I don't know that. Do you know? Anything? I thought he was more like Strauss that he was schooled in England, and oh, okay. you know, okay, so that he, I think he was. You know, I don't. I think we can at least claim that we just sat, taught it, him. No, he's a South African heritage, I, really. I, I don't know. Maybe the other guys can. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember Nick Compton? Well, I don't remember Nick Compton and South, being South African, but it's a sure thing when you put a South African in an English team. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're at least going to claim his cricket, cricket in education on this one, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not a Jonathan Trott or a KP this time. <laughs> I think I think the unfortunate thing for Compton was I think that when he played when he he debuted in India, didn't he? When when Alistair Cook was on fire. And I think in those days, people wanted it to be that, like the Australian partnership, one guy's, you know, a grafter and one guy's the David Warner that can accelerate. And that was the, people were thinking that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, you almost set your team up or the modern way or, I don't know, sort of old modern way of playing was to do that. So exactly. So the because they thought that they had other batsmen you know, ready to take that play, so they gave Compton the boot. And now they've kind of realised that, well, you know what? If Compton had just stayed as opening partnership, imagine all that experience would have had, and they would have gone in now with a solid partnership, I believe, at the top of the order. Um, and now, you see, if they put balance at three, then they've got the top three being grafters. And, you know, that's why they're sort of almost forced to play Hales as the stroke player. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah, geez, balance, eh? <laughs> He's a real grafter. <laughs> At least balance will always be on the back foot, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much so maybe. Uh, yeah, but he, yeah, he's um, he's got a lot of experience with the conditions, hasn't he? Um, Zimbabwean, I believe. I don't know. Jeez, sure Dan, you give it. You, you're giving us Southern Africans here a lesson. I had no idea that he might be Zimbabwean either. I, I'm pretty sure Gary Balance. I'm wow. going to check it now. Okay. Just, just for the record, Stokes has New Zealand blood in him as well, but he is developed in Durham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard Stokesy talk, and he's definitely a local lad. Yeah, <laughs> Moe Nelly's from Birmingham. Yes, yeah, again, but yeah, Gary Balance. You, you, you listen to him speak. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, but born in Zimbabwe. Right there, we go. That makes sense. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe under 19s. Hmm. 
and then went to went to England to to make a, a you know a real career out of it, and ends up playing for England. Makes money, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what happens. <laughs> but he went, yeah. But he went from Peterhouse to Harrow, so we can call him English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and w- w- one thing I was going to say was that um, ask about we didn't do the last we didn't do Wanderers on the grounds. Um, the 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 protea is pretty pretty useful at the Wanderers. Um, not as useful as as one would think, right? So we've not won sure. as we've won as much as we've lost there. Um, forty three percent win, forty three percent loss, fourteen percent draw. Wow. So um, actually, out of the four, that's that's our worst. It's actually our toughest ground to play on then, eh? Because uh, yeah. it's still slightly slanted to the winds. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's exactly. 50-50 on the win-loss. Um, we've lost there um, to England in 2011, and we lost to Australia. In, no, sorry. We lost to Australia in 2011, and we lost to Australia in 2009. So those have been our, our last two losses. And we lost to England in 2010. So we're actually not doing great there at the moment. Um, and it's going to be the first test there since since 2013 so um mm. not the quickest ground yeah the quickest wicket no centurion will be the quickest yeah wicket. centurion's a quicket yeah definitely centurion um and do, and, and do any of the grounds sort of where you can say it's guaranteed going to swing durban? Yeah, durban durban for me is definitely where you're going to see some some hoopers okay because that's i think that's that's where you might see stokesy um coming to his own because if if, if it's swinging there uh, he, I think he swings it as much as any England bowler I've seen since he and both them. So he he's, he swings it like round corners. So um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so he'll I'll swing it there then for sure. Yeah. So my concern, Amit, after hearing all that, um, and okay, there's some some promise there with the venues. I, I was really surprised there on Wanderers, but England, the last three years, we've played 35 Test matches. And in the first innings, we're only averaging 334. And we're only getting over 400 in the first innings, 23% of the time. And I I just don't see how we're going to get over 300 enough to be competitive in this series. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of 240, 260, 280 kind of scores. And I just don't see... I just don't see that being enough to put us in the game because it's going to take one big innings from one of the South Africans to take, put them in the box seat in, in any given match. I don't know what you think about that. No, no, I agree with you completely because as much as Amler isn't in good form, it's only a matter of time before these chaps in home conditions come you know, come to the parties, uh, so to speak. And uh, I don't think the trio of Fafdu, Plessy, Amler and AB can be kept quiet for too long. Um, and the pressure is going to be heaped on. Uh, Alistair Cook has to, he's in great form. Uh, you know, he's in 2012 form at the moment. So it, a lot of it uh, is is, is, uh, is on Cook and Root. Uh, and and then, you know, Taylor has to come, has to come to it. And then Stokes to cement things. It, if, if the English can't get, you know, if, if England win a toss and bat or, or, or get put into bat, they've got to score big runs. Uh, if you don't score big runs, then there's no pressure on the, you know, on, on these, the supposed weaker South African batting lineup than, than recent years. 
but you've got to get the runs on to put the, the you know the the scoreboard pressure if you like on the second team coming into bat. Um, it's it's a tough call because the the bowling outfit of the South Africans is amazing, um, and especially after the uh, the, the dietist spin that they've been fed for the last seven, I think it was seventy two days they spent in India, and and they would have hated That's a long tour by modern standards. They, long, they would have hated every single day of it. Uh, I saw Mornay Morkel bowl, uh, and he was he was bowling six pretty much off spinners every over. And, you know, did you guys, you guys must have seen that. He's, you know, you can imagine the odd slower ball, but every single delivery was like, it was, I've never, a slower ball I can understand, but this was a proper off spinner, holding the ball with the seam in that position, like a traditional off spin. Um, and these guys are raring. I, I don't think it's that the Indians have softened them up. I think it's more that the Tiger is wounded and the English are going to feel the backlash. That's how I feel. But if anybody's going to do something, your faith is in Alistair Cook because the guy's on form and he can he can hold it together. And, and and plus this England team has something about them. I feel as a unit they have the cohesiveness. There's no infighting or any of that kind of business. I think it's going to be a very interesting series because you know if if it was if it was the old South Africa with Graham Smith, Jack Callis, I'd be saying it's four nil unless weather intervenes. But now I think it's slightly more evened up. Uh, especially with the Philander injury, I think that really plays its part as well. Uh, maybe, yeah, that's great news for England. Great, great maybe news. a misselection there. Maybe they've, they've missed a trick with with the uh, with Don and Dave going on about how De Cox because De Cox in good form. They haven't picked him. Uh, maybe that's a mistake. Uh, so a few little things. It could be fine margins like that. You know, a couple of tosses here and there that, that go in your favour, and, and let's see how it goes. But uh, so just on, just in last tour. For, for Cook uh, last time round, uh, he got 287 runs uh, at 41 in the series, four match series with, with with one century. So not bad, not bad at the top of the order. But he's going to have to he's going to have to he's going to have to do more than that this time, I think, if we're going to win. I think that's that's pretty good for a touring touring opening batsman in South Africa. That's that's yeah. excellent. Like if he if he does that, he just needs. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Maybe he needs to do even more. But, I mean, that's asking quite a lot. I think someone else really has to dig in. You guys are talking a lot about Taylor. Um, you know, and I feel it's similar for England and, and South Africa. There's some batsmen that really need to put their hands up. This is probably an opportunity for them to, to cement their place in either side, depending. And that could be the difference because as great as South Africa's bowling attack is, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's any anything to, to put your nose up with that English bowling attack. So I actually think the bowling attacks are going to be up against each other, but the batsmen are going to have to. You, you're going to need a batsman that's, that isn't the traditional guy to get the runs to really come in and and do something no one really expects or to grab his place in the team. I think that's going to be quite key. Um, unless for South Africa, unless, unless uh, De Villiers and Ambler hit form and they score all our runs, then you know, then we have no no issues at all. But I don't like to think like that personally. <laughs> Dave, it's, it's it's difficult to think of a series where 
that's gone in where there's been so many unproven batters on both teams. You, you're talking five or six players across the two teams, and it's very odd. And like you said, if one of them if, if one of them steps up to the plate and and comes of age in this series, that could be the difference, you know, in the series, couldn't it? I, I really think so. And I mean, like a guy, take Dean Ulger for example. He's he's at the top of the order. He's got a tough job. He's been there for a while. He's got to be the guy that comes in and and kind of does what Graham Smith used to do. But I mean, how difficult is it to do what Graham Smith used to do? It's not it's not easy, and he's, you know, I'd say he's on his last few chances at the top of the order or even in the test squad. So he's really he's really got to fight hard. I saw that fight in him in India. He did. He he was one of the few that you know in our horrendous attempts at batting in India that stuck it out for a while. He didn't get many runs, but he faced at least he faced a lot of balls. So I really hope he he's one that at the top of the order can can get us off to a good start. It'll take so much pressure off Faf Duplessis coming in at three. Take a lot more, and even and if and if Faf can play well because the pressure's off, it makes AB and Amla's job even easier. Then they don't have to come in and save the day, which is how I see most of these innings yeah. is going that they've got to come save the day. Yeah. So I mean, so the way that I see it going, yeah, Dave and I. You agree exactly with you there. Um, is that if one of our first two fire up front, then then you have an England will battle. Um, if England get one or two quick wickets early in each innings, then it's game on. So it's all up to those first two batsmen. You are coming in and making sure that they lay a decent foundation for the rest of the guys to build on. Yeah, I agree. And and on the flip side, if we, if South Africa can pick up Cook cheaply in a in a few innings, then 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 it's extremely game on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 the old. Um, the Australian isn't it target the captain is at the top of the order he's the big player and you can imagine him coming in especially Mork or coming in really fired up just trying to knock him over um, Dave if, if you had to put it on try and predict a big a coming of age series for one of your youngsters either both batters or bowlers who, who's it going to be well, like I said, I said I think for Carl Abbott, this is this is a huge series for him. For him to get a chance is you know quite big because Philander picks himself when he's fit. So these opportunities he get, I'd really like to see him grab that opportunity on the bowling side of things. And then on on the batting side, uh, I think I've already said it. I, I really want to see Dean Alger come of age. I think I think he's he's sort of teased us with that. But it's it's time that he that he does it because, to be honest, we we need a solid, reliable run getter at the top of the order, and we just don't have that at the moment. So the, those are the two guys that I'm going to have my eye on quite quite closely. Stian Fincel is a bit too too new, too young. I don't think you can judge him too harshly so quickly. He needs some experience. Um, yeah, and other than that, I don't really think Riley Rousseau is going to get too much of a chance. I think he's more of a squad player. So yeah, Alga and Abbott for me, I'd really like to see them come of age. And Amit, what about on the English? You know, we've got obviously Hales, we've got uh, Taylor, we've got Compton, and we've got Bairstow and Ali. Um, still relatively unproven, you know, at least you know with the bat. Um, which, which ones do you think are most likely to try and come of age, if if any? Well, and, you know. And make a difference in the series, potentially. Yeah, and like I said, my, my money's on Taylor. I think this is a series that Taylor's going to come to the front. Um, I was going to ask you the same, Dan, because, you know, for me, it's Taylor. Uh, Root uh, cementing it in such conditions would be a, a massive factor to really put himself up there with uh, with Williamson, uh, you know, uh, and Smith as the, as the leading batsman in world cricket. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Uh, well, money? I think... What I think it's make or break for most is is um, 
best out because he's played 20 tests already and he's only averaging 28 with the bat after 20 tests, which is not great because he's a, because he was picked as a top six batter. However, he has scored massive runs in the championship for Yorkshire for a number of seasons, massive runs. Um, so he can clearly, when he gets in, he can score, but whether it's the quality of bowling he faces or I don't know, I don't know as playing part of a winning team, but he's down the order at seven. He's going to be down the order at seven. Um, He's going to be coming in against the old ball most of the time. Um, so you'd like to think that if it's going to do it, 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 this has to be it, I think. And I think he has to, I think he has to make some significant contributions. Whether he can, I, 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 I'm not so sure, but I, I think he might be the best placed. Um, I, I just don't see Ali making any contribution at all. And I, 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 it's difficult, much as I like Compton, I think batting at two or three, which he's going to do in this series against these bowlers, it's going to be really, really tough for him, I think, to make a consistent contribution. So, yeah, The problem with the England top order is it's slow. So if Cook and Compton, the reliant is on Hales, and Hales is debuting. Uh, but um, as a joke, I was going to say, well, you know, Ali with the spin... <laughs> my 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 worry would be that if if the if the English bowlers did, you know you can imagine how it's going to be bowler friendly first up there's always something in it it's traditional traditional style uh, cricket again but if the luck doesn't happen and the wickets don't go early then the ball's thrown to Ali and then I always then I worry because I think if the South Africans have a good start and then A.B. de Villiers finds himself at the crease. It, it's not going to take many overs for Ali to get dismantled if A.B. de Villiers is in the mood. And, and you can see the runs, you know, 15, 20 runs in an over very quickly. Two overs, three overs down the line. You think in one minute the scores rocketed on. You know, yep. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. And on that, um, you know, A.B. probably going to be batting down at five. He may come in when we had. 300 odd right and then he can be AB um, so it's going to be very interesting with him batting down the order with him wicket keeping because I don't think he'll come in at 4 um, he'll come in at 5 maybe even 6 at six in some innings what do you think the, the batting order is going to be Don if you can uh, if you uh, sort of confirm that for, for everyone Fonsale and Algar, um, Faf Duplessis at three, although I think they should bring Amelie in at three. I think they agree, should switch Agree, 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 totally agree. <laughs> switch Amelie and Duplessis around. Um, AB at five, JP Dumini at six, Bavuma at seven. And in the bowlers. Um, so they'll just, they'll, they'll play, they'll play a game at gym. You have to see who comes in at eight, nine, ten, and eleven. No flirtation with Amelie opening the innings like he used nah. to with Graham Smith, no? No, he won't. No, he won't. Definitely not. There's something uh, very interesting that I'd love to happen. Uh, there's a guy. There's a guy playing for the South African A side, and he's been he's been playing for the South African A side for a very long time. His name is Stephen Cook. Um, he he scored mountains of runs in local conditions, and has just never been picked because he's always been kind of in the same era as your know, Graham Smith and. Never ever got a chance to open the batting. I'd say he's 33 years old. Um, he still he still he still scores 100 after 100. Um, if he scores runs against England in the um, in the warm-up game, it'll be very interesting to see what will happen if the two guys fail in the 
first two games because South Africa have made it pretty clear that they've picked the side for the first two tests only. Um, so it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the squad was for the first two tests only. That's yeah, yeah. odds, isn't it? And and that's and that's looking at bringing Quinton de Kock back in, I think, or it's to say that Riley Rousseau is going to then open the batting and. Yeah, which is very strange for me because he because he doesn't normally open the batting. But South Africa are very famous for bringing in number threes and fours and saying, okay, right, you're an opener today, um, and now you have to kind of stake your claim. But um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. I don't really know what the what the game plan is. Um, yeah, in terms of the, you know the next two tests, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd, I agree with you, Don. It would be amazing to see Stephen Cook. But, uh, man, why, why, put, why play Riley Rousseau in the squad and not a Stephen Cook? Why not bring in a specialist opening batsman? I mean, there, there's some really strange brain-dead things that, that have been happening recently with South African cricket because this whole thing of making a number three or four, an opening batsman, you know, you're just trying to force it a little bit. I mean, an, being an opening batsman is, is like a, it's a specialist skill in itself. I mean, it's, it's the toughest place to bat. There's absolutely no doubt. So someone who's good at it and who knows what they're doing up there, why, why not give the guy an opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Guys, uh, I was going to ask you for your predictions now. Uh, and I, I think uh, in the past, I think uh, Dan said that it was going to be 4-0, barring weather. And I think on the last podcast, uh, <laughs> uh, Donovan was saying that it's going to be 4-0 as well. So have you guys changed your, your thinking now? Um, Dave, we'll go with you first because, you know, you're, you're a fence sitter, aren't you? Uh, kind of, because I, I, think, I think England can do a lot better than we, than we think, basically because I, I don't have 100% um, faith in our batting lineup apart from two, two batsmen. Um, so what I would say is I think South, African will, South Africa will win the series 2-1, but we're going to win it um, in the last test to get in, at Centurion, so it'll be right, close oh, right up till then. A nail-biter. <laughs> That's what I think. I think that would be awesome to watch as well, to be honest. <laughs> Do you work for the South African Broadcasting Corporation? Eh? <laughs> Dan, he's, Dan he's, he's more nervous than you. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm going for... Uh, uh, the availability of Finn and Stokes has really, uh, really enthused me because the bowling attack is strong, and I think it's strong enough to skittle the South Africans out in at least one game. So I'm going for four results, but I'm going 3-1 now instead of 4-0. Uh, before I make my prediction, I was going to ask uh, Don this. Are any of the venues susceptible to weather? Where, yep. so, uh, so Durban is, is very susceptible to weather. Um, if, if we've had more than 50% of the games there in the last you know, two years completed that'll be high um, so if it starts raining in Durban it's going to rain for three or four days um, so you won't have a result there because of the rain but the others um, in in Joburg and in Centurion there may be thunderstorms but it shouldn't be enough to stop a result happening ground will be dry in an hour anyway yeah. even if there is yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and listen the current weather in Gauteng yeah Joburg and Pretoria it, we've been having the most insane heat wave from September onwards so it's like extremely hot and 
I, I don't see any of the games getting rained out. You might, we might have one or two thunderstorms in ten days, to be honest. So, uh, so uh, two one from Dave. Uh, Daniel saying three one. Yeah, I'm changing from four nil to three one. Four to three one. Uh, Don, what do you think? In the last podcast, I said that it would rain in Durban in the first test, and South Africa would win the next three. You sticking with that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that it will be three one. I think that I think there'll be four results, and it'll be three one, and I think that. England might win in Joburg. So 2-0, 2-1, 3-1. I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction of 3-0. <laughs> it's 3-0. England will get a, a fighting draw. They'll be on top, but they won't have... Uh... They won't have Rashid there to sort it all out. They'll be they'll be stuck. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I'd love to see is Moen Ali. Uh, do the short ball just because I want to get Dan Kennett then in the next podcast and say there you go but it's not going to happen is it Dan well we can we can but hope we can but hope uh, but it's it's nicely poised gentlemen and uh, thank you for your time awesome uh, thanks thanks uh, for having what, us on one, la- one last thing guys uh, how many wickets are going to fall to spin in the series do you think less, uh, less, less, are we going to get to double figures of spin well, if Al goes bowling, you know, his strike rate's like 19 in India, so he's under <laughs> He'll take a, He might take one. <laughs> oh, there's 160 wickets in the series, isn't there, potentially? Maybe 10? Maybe maybe 10. Tell you what, I think Ali has got more chance of, uh, of hooking the ball for six as he has to get a wicket. <laughs> You'll definitely do that. You'll definitely, you'll definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. There'll be a few hit outs from him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, Ali, Ali will get a couple caught on the boundary just because uh, after they've got to fifty not out or something, then they'll then they'll launch him. <laughs> well, if he gets if he gets Morkel in the right mood, you know, Morkel might 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 think he is Ab de Villiers and get himself bowled or caught in the boundary. So there's a wicket there. Yeah, but hold on, chaps. Isn't Brody your spinner these days? it's all started it's a fascinating series uh, gents uh, South Africa uh, you know, best test team in the world in home conditions can England uh, upset the, the cart we will see nice traditional boxing day test coming up and uh, we look forward to all your company uh, to review the first test thank you again guys yeah. that's it looking forward to it Thanks, guys. Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 